Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Jesus said to his followers that whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. On Good Friday, we remembered not just mentally, but also in our actions and our liturgical rituals, Christ's sacrifice on the cross. I hope that evening you examined yourself and asked if you would be willing to do what Christ did. Now, I don't mean literally. After all, although I sometimes hear it the other way, I, I think you'll have a hard, well, I think you're gonna have a hard time getting yourself crucified these days at least in the literal sense. And more importantly, although I hear it the other way, that's not what Christ commanded. Christ did not say, take up his cross. He said, take up your cross. But what is your cross? Jesus doesn't exactly define what our cross is, but it's clear that it's not meant to be exactly his cross. So let's look a little bit deeper. Subdeacon Stephen beautifully illustrated that Jesus' cross renews us as human beings by our upright nature to connect with heaven and earth and by spreading our arms to encompass north, south, east, and west, the entire world, right? And to embrace our neighbor and creation with loving arms. So there's no question that is the pattern of our cross. Jesus' cross is the pattern of our cross. But our cross is still not exactly the same as his. And we'll know our cross only when we find that it shows love for our neighbor and the world around us. When we find that it brings us closer to God and God closer to us. That's fundamental to identifying our cross. But I want to take it a step further. I want to explore for a moment that vertical axis even more extensively for a moment. After Christ's death, he lay dead, cold, in a tomb. A heavy stone had been rolled across the face of the tomb, and seemingly no escape, no hope existed. It was lost. Jesus experienced, tasted death in the same way we all one day will. Jesus went to Sheol, the place of the dead, six feet under, as we say colloquially, It's a reminder that the vertical axis of the cross and our cross doesn't end on the surface on which I stand, but it goes down into the very grave and lifts us up. But we still have to go down, down into that grave if we hope to be bearing our cross. There, my brothers and sisters, is where we were or perhaps still are. We're in the tomb dead because of our sin, blinded by our darkness, cold, dead, putrefying from what we've done and what we've failed to do. And there's a heavy stone rolled across the front of that tomb, a heavy stone that weighs on our conscience. Too many of us refuse to admit we're trapped by sin, sometimes because of fear or shame, sometimes because we believe we have light within us when really there's just darkness. Some don't want to make their wrongs right by restoring the things that they have wrongly taken or received. 
They don't want to repair the damaged relationships in their lives. They don't want to reconcile with their enemies or sometimes even with their own families. They don't want to retract the slanderous things they've said about others for whatever reason. But Jesus is ready to push that stone off of you. He loves you. He forgives you. The church offers the sacrament of confession to help you know that. It isn't a place to, to fear. It's to facilitate your confession of sins, to remind you that Jesus puts them away, really away, behind you, gone, and to provide you additional help in rolling that stone away. And furthermore, to my next point, to help that stone from rolling back over the face of that tomb. When Jesus was raised, he didn't go back. He did not just carry his cross and stop. He carried it and kept on going. His cross was the way forward, his way upward. What, what was the first thing he said to Mary Magdalene? Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Jesus told her, don't hold me back. I got to ascend to my Father. And that, my brothers and sisters, from the grave, we've, we've, put that lower limb of the cross even deeper is where we're ascending to. We're ascending all the way up there to our Father that Jesus lets us call Abba, Daddy. So we cannot be content merely with bringing God down to earth by being his voice, his hands, his feet, his heart, nor can we be satisfied that we personally have a closer personal relationship with God. No, we're called nothing less than to ascend as Jesus did, to be his very brothers and sisters, to be the Father's children. We're all called to sit in the very presence of God. We're called to a radical transformation, theosis. We're called to be everything God is by nature, by his grace, by his gift, his gift of creating us in his image and likeness, the gift of restoring us to that capability after our fall, after our disobedience, after our continued rejection of him. While we were still sinners, while we are still sinners, he carried his cross for us and died for us, was raised for us and ascended for us. So that if we will carry our cross, we too will die die to sin, die to idolatry, die to everything that keeps us from being intimately united with God in the closeness that Jesus was united to his Father. So that we can now also rise from death to the world, including, but not limited to, our physical death, and ascend to heaven to the very presence of God. However, that is, that I'm, I'm talking like, about the future, but it isn't just about the future. This is something we can and do experience in the here and now. We have a foretaste of that glorious future every time we participate in the divine liturgy. If we have truly examined ourselves as St. Paul admonished us on Holy Thursday, then we have in one sense taken up our cross and died. And we have been given the ability to take our life up again 
and by communing with and being part of the heavenly family of God. Whenever we partake of communion, we are ascending to heaven. We are uniting ourselves with Jesus who is there, interceding for us, watching over us, and ever caring for us. We are alive in the Easter joy, my brothers and sisters, whether we see it or not. The stone is rolled away, and we must never go back to the tomb. Yet, think about the three people Jesus raised, the youth of name, the daughter of Jairus and Lazarus. While they lived presumably pretty good, healthy lives after their resurrections, it was just for a time. Ultimately, they died. They went back to that tomb. Only Christ rising again from the dead dieth no more, St. Paul says in Romans. So each week that you come, do you walk out that door and end up right back in the grave of the world that lives outside that door? Is your life like Tenenbrae, where your candelabra is fully lit when you like get out of here, and yet we just the world just snuffs one candle at a time until there's really nothing left. There's just one, and you're right back where you were. Take heart, my brothers and sisters. You're not alone. You're not alone. The Lord knows your struggles, and he will raise you like Lazarus from the dead, even if it means you're going to die again. He's going to weep at your tomb. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, he's going to do that. And still, it's our responsibility to keep struggling against that sin, against turning back to the tomb that we've left, that we don't need to go back to. We can live, live now and in the hereafter. Jesus has come. I give you life and life abundantly. So let us keep struggling against the darkness, against the grave. And as we extend our cross vertically, we need to keep it proportionate. And let us keep extending it outward, embracing more and more of our broken world. And remember that even if you fall, if you're, if you're going in the right direction, hopefully you're going to be ascending over time a little more and more to heaven so that when you fall, it isn't back into the tomb, but merely to put your feet on the ground again. That's okay. God expects nothing more than we just keep trying to get to him. God is there. The church is here to lift you out again, no matter what. For indeed, he is risen, and you are risen with him. If you take up your cross and follow him, you too will rise, rise from the grave, transform the world, and ascend to be close to God where we were all created to be. Amen. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.